So I think for many of us as well, when we were children, something we found difficult in this Advent season was uh, patience. Because, uh, you know, we have this child, childish, childlike expression of, uh, you know, 15 sleeps to Christmas, 10 sleeps to Christmas, 8 sleeps to Christmas, 3 sleeps to Christmas, and, you know, just the absolute, and there's nothing you can do about it, you just can't make the time go faster. And uh, especially, I suppose, back in the day as well, one mightn't have actually gotten that many toys or presents, so it was actually really exceptional, you know what I mean, getting, you know, these days now, they just order everything online, it arrives anyway, they don't even need anything, isn't that right? Modern day kids. Uh, but back in the day, uh, uh, your Christmas presents, they were going to be your toys for the year. So, so it was really, really, really exciting. Uh, and as I said, there was nothing you could do to speed the time up. You just had to kind of accept the fact that it's going to take days, weeks, whatever it was. And so we had to learn patience, patience, patience. And what's interesting is uh, a, a virtue in general, it's like the definition of a virtue is a habitual disposition in doing the good. So uh, uh, basically, it's like a good habit. It's, it's a good thing that you do on a regular basis. So if, if, if it's a once-off, you can't really call that a virtue. Uh, but if, if it's something that you practice on a regular basis and, and are consistent in, then it can be considered a virtue. So we have our human action combined with God's grace. So God gives you the grace to do it, but you have to collaborate with that grace and do it, on, do it consistently and then you can say we can say we have that, that, that virtue uh, so in today's world patience is definitely something that uh, we find a little more difficult because we have maybe fewer opportunities to practice it in the sense that again back even not so long ago there were things called bus stops where people had to wait and there was nothing to do there but wait there were no phones. You could read the bus timetable a couple of times just to see, you know, kind of fill the time to see what are the, what are the next couple of stops or what are the stops before your stop. And then you just kind of, you know, you look, you look around and wait. See how awkward that is already? Just like two seconds of silence and auto, <laughs> immediately we start to feel, where's my phone? You know, <laughs> give me something to do. Uh, but we just had to wait, we had to wait. And, just, and then, of course, before phones is another thing. Before phones, you'd arrange to meet someone at a certain time, okay? But if you got delayed by 10, 15 minutes, there was no way of contacting them, right? Because, you know, we use landlines. So you couldn't just send a text or a message. So then you'd have to wait or they'd have to wait until whatever obstacle there was is overcome and then the person arrives. So you just have to wait. And... While that might sound like that might sound hellish for some people, it actually gave us the opportunity to practice two things: one, patience, and two, being in silence. Uh, both of which, I think, are, are very much lacking today. Okay, so when if we don't have opportunities to practice patience, we won't grow in patience. Uh, if we don't have opportunities to be in silence. We'll, we'll never be comfortable in it. So I was just thinking of, uh, just reading the Psalms, and there's this one picture, Psalm, Psalm 37, which I love, and it's, just, it's a fantastic Psalm just to, to, to sit with quietly in a chapel and sort of do, do a bit of Lexio Divina on it, to, to allow it to, to really speak to your heart. <clears throat> if you trust in the Lord, 
and do good. Then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, he will grant your heart's desire. Right? If you find your delight in the Lord, he will grant your heart's desire. So be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. So the stages of, of Lexio Divina are to read it. So Lexio L. Uh, <coughs> then that's that's about we, we we read the words, we hear the words, but then we should start letting these these words enter into our hearts. So we enter into contemplation. So to, con- to con- contemplation is 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 ultimately this unity with God that we want to attain, you know, through, through, through Lexio, through the meditation of his words. <coughs> so, the stages for Lexio are Lexio, Meditatio, meditation. So, you read the words, then you meditate them. You meditate on what these words say to you, what they, what they say to you now, what they, how they're relevant to your life. Okay? Again, the goal is contemplation. We read them, we meditate on them. So we want to let these words speak to us and into our particular situation, to our particular uh, stage of life. Okay, so if you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, he will grant your heart's desire. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. Okay, lexio, meditatio to read, to meditate. <clears throat> the next stage then is oratio, oration, prayer. So where, where am I struggling in, in trust or in patience? Where am I struggling in relying on the Lord more than on myself? And we can remain or again repeating those words over and over again. What, or what word or what sentence kind of stands out in the, in, and speaks to me? And how can I make that into a prayer? So lexio, meditatio, oratio, and then again the goal of it all, contemplation, contemplatio. That we, we enter into this kind of a place of stillness with the Lord. Just contemplating him. A place of, of unity, a place of oneness with the Lord. Where we're not listing off our intentions or, or our needs or our, our own thoughts anymore, but we're just in, in stillness with the Lord. And you can see how how much more difficult that's going to be for, for our generation or for our technological generation. Sitting in, in stillness and silence before the Lord, we find difficult because we're used to constant distractions when we need them. As soon as you get bored, take out the phone, do a bit of scrolling. And so this, this line here, be still before the Lord and wait in patience. That's Psalm 37, verse 7. It's... It's beautiful to do that, but it takes practice. <clears throat> Any virtue takes practice. I was talking to someone recently who's uh, very disappointed with themselves. With themselves, they're 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 annoyed with themselves. They're 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 kind of losing a bit of the enthusiasm that they had in their study. Uh, they're in college at the moment, and they're falling a bit behind, and they're just beginning to feel. 
is there any point, like, is there any point in really pushing? Is there any point in really getting stuck in? Is there any point in actually sacrificing myself and, and, and putting in the effort required to get, to get a good result? Is there any point in any of this? And I was just talking to her, sent her a message there this, this morning, just how sometimes we have to kind of smack ourselves out of it. Wake up. What do you want? Like in a couple of months' time, looking back on, on your life, what do you want to say? You know, oh, in, de- in December I was feeling a bit down, so I gave up, nearly failed the year, but look, sure, we survived. Or do you want to say, December was really tough, I got stuck in, I pushed on through, and not only did I pass, but I got, I got a good result, or I got a really good result, thank God. Because if we have these opportunities today and now, to practice virtue, to practice patience, uh, to practice fortitude, whatever it may be, temperance. Uh, and those opportunities will pass. When today is over, I can't go back and relive today. I get one shot at today. So in a couple of months' time, looking back, if I can say I, I, it was tough and I pushed on, and I, these are the, the merits of it. Because it's this, this first line from Psalm 37. If you trust in the Lord, right? You trust in him, so we're relying on him. We trust in the Lord. We, we trust in the Lord and do good. So that's, that's your part. As opposed to saying the Lord will do everything. Uh, not exactly true in the sense that the Lord will enable you to do good. But you have to do the good. So the Lord gives you the grace, yes, good. But now you have to go put it, out, put it into practice. Our saint today, like St. Francis Xavier, uh, missionary activity in the 16th century wasn't easy. It was very risky. You know, the, the Portuguese had colonized parts of India. So he went over there. But many of the sailors uh, that had gone over to, to, to India, uh, they had been prisoners. So they were trying to escape Portugal, go to a new land, start a new life, new country, no government there, or at least no, no Portuguese government to be, to be worried about. You had no reputation. You had no record. So you could start a new life. So the Portuguese who went there weren't necessarily the best of characters. So here you have St. Francis Xavier with a, uh, an indigenous people who don't know Christianity. And then the people who are supposed to be examples of Christianity, many of them who are living a very irregular life. So they're not a good example to the faith either. And you're trying to pull all of this together as a missionary. And like, who are you in front of all of this? Because they would, God will do it all. Y- yes and no. He gives St. Francis Xavier the grace, yes, but St. Francis Xavier is the one who has to go out and preach and teach and be spat on and rejected and then told by the Portuguese that he's a traitor and told by the Indians that your faith is rubbish. Look at all these people who are apparently Christian and look at the lives they live. You know, so all this adversity. So what do you do? Sit down and cry? <laughs> or get up and get stuck in? And that's, that's what he did. That's what he did amidst failures and successes and all of the various difficulties that he had to overcome he did so so when it comes back to us i mean when we think of this time of easter it's a uh, sorry this time of advent in preparation for christmas it's a time in which we can grow in virtue and i think for me personally anyway the, the virtues are maybe this is just a, just for me but the virtues i i really think i need to grow in our our, our patience and trust allow the lord to work in his time but in the time that he gives us, do what is entrusted to you. Do what is entrusted to you. 
and then we will see the fulfillment of this just stunning line. If you find your delight in the Lord, he will grant your heart's desire. If you find your delight in the Lord, he will grant your heart's desire. If your delight is the Lord, well, then he's always with you. You're never out of his gaze. You're never out of the palm of his hand. So if your delight is him, then that delight will remain with you and no one can take it from you. So, again, this, this, this Advent season is so much more than just preparation for, 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 for Christmas. Good and all as that is, and necessary and all as that is, there's so much more going on here. There's so much, uh, it, it's so much deeper. It's, it's, it's actually like, I think Christmas has become kind of a, a children's feast, which is nice. We're happy that the kids are happy. Good on them. But for us adults, I think we shouldn't lose sight of, of what Advent can be and should be for us. This opportunity to grow in virtue. This opportunity to prepare for the coming of the Lord, not just in the crib, but in my heart. If you trust in the Lord and do good, then you will live in the land and be secure. If you find your delight in the Lord, he will grant your heart's desire. Be still before the Lord and wait in patience. So dear brothers and sisters, thank you so much for joining us for uh, this homily via YouTube, via our live stream, or via the various podcasts. Uh, thank you so much for, for being part of our extended family, uh, wherever you may be. Uh, if these have helped you in some way, if they have they've blessed you, if they've helped you uh, in your faith in some way, in order to uh, facilitate our mission and, and, and encourage our mission, allow our mission to continue, uh, you might consider uh, maybe donating towards a Holy Family Mission, towards our formation of our young people here in uh, a place near Clonmel uh, in County Tipperary in, in Ireland. So if you wish, you can do so through our website, holyfamilymission.ie, and there's a donate tab there, and we greatly appreciate any help that you can give us. Obviously, we'd be delighted for your prayers as well. Please do pray for us. Uh, this is not just <coughs> a battle against flesh and blood but also obviously we're engaged in a whole spiritual battle here as well so we need your help uh, on the spiritual front as well as on the material front in order to to allow our mission to continue so thank you so much for your for your generosity and for your support and be assured of our prayers especially on wednesday when we offer our mass and our prayers for all of our friends and benefactors so god bless you and we'll hopefully see you or hear you uh, on a future podcast or homily god bless <laughs>